are live. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Respect the Craft. This is episode number 193. And I'm joined here by the cheapest wrestler. He is the cheapskate himself, Matt Rivera. What's going on, brother? How's everything? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. We were talking a little bit before we went live about coming off the holidays. So, you know, now I'm just trying to work off everything that I ate, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. Definitely, definitely got to gotta keep it off now to get back into the, the swing of things with all the, the shows you got coming up. Exactly. You got a lot on your plate right now. So it's definitely, I guess, how you will say it's time to make some change. Mm, that's right that's right <laughs> but before we get into all of that because i do have a bunch i want to ask you i have to ask you the question i ask everyone that comes on you heard the name of the podcast it's called respect the craft so when you hear that term though when you hear the craft what does that mean to you ah, that's actually a really good question because i was thinking about the title of the show the other day respect the craft and i you know right off the bat i think people think the craft they think uh almost uh the way let's say uh, Gunther would describe it, you know, like the wrestling, just the wrestling. But I think about the business, like as a whole, sports entertainment, you know, at the end of the day, it's a sports entertainment business before it's a wrestling business. Even I hate to say it, people don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. So I think, you know, for me, respect the business, you know, because it's more than just uh, the wrestling component. There's a lot that goes on with it, man. And, you know, that's a, a constant conversation I'm having with people. And and it does take respect. Respect is huge, especially if you're from the old school times. A lot of people think that I'm younger than I am. Um, but respect has always been a big deal. And, you know, as the generations change, I think the how respect looks kind of changes. So um, I'm, I'm really long-winded here in this explanation. It's all good. This, <laughs> is, this is what we want from a podcast. It's that <laughs> I'll cap it off by just saying respect the business as a whole. You know, respect gotcha. those who have come before you. Respect uh, from up and down, from the referees to the commentators to the uh, the wrestlers, everybody, you know. So respect the business. That's what I'll say. Got you. Perfect. There you go. So, no, definitely. And, again, the reason we're here as well is because this conversation is part of Hashtag win week here. We have a full lineup right there. Tune in every day as we're getting ready for New York wins next Saturday. I know you're definitely looking forward to it because you got your boys. You got the current reigning and defending win tag team champion. CMD will be in the building defending as well. They're going to be defending their tag team titles in a tag team scramble. Teams right there announced Miracle Generation will be a part just off the NWA, the slime balls are going to be there, the new back seats, and who knows who else can join because the tag team scramble, it brings that just expect the unexpected factor to it. Oh, yeah. So you never you never know what could happen there. But before we do get into that as well, I do want to ask you because we, we talked about that. You talked about you aren't that new to the territory. It's been mm -hmm. something where you've been in that business for a while. What was it for you, though, that made you decide not only are you a fan of this, but I have to – crossover i want to step through those ropes all right uh very simply since i was five years old i watched movies and said oh i want to do that i want to be an actor i want to be an entertainer That's so true. right off the bat i knew i wanted to entertain i knew that there was something really in, not just intriguing but like powerful about invoking emotions from people being able to put on a performance and get that back from people whether it's anger whether it's joy whether it's excitement I found that to be something I wanted. I was like, I need this in my life. You know, as an adult, I if I don't have that, there'll be something forever missing. And wrestling, I got into wrestling a little late compared to a lot of other people. It wasn't until I was probably like 12, which I feel like usually it's like, you know, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, I've been watching it. My uncle used to put it on or my dad, you know? So a lot of people have been watching it since they can remember. But for me, it was a little bit later. My mom was like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. So it took a little bit. But once I really figured out what wrestling was and looked at the characters, and I'm like, man, you know, you have a Rey Mysterio who's like super fast and could do all these crazy high-flying things. But then you also have the big show who could lift the man up with one arm if he wanted to. And that was just so cool to me. Now, larger than life, comic book heroes in, in your actual reality, who doesn't want to do that? You know? Gotcha, gotcha. So for you, and again, it's 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 kind of out there because shout out to uh, to Theo Joel. That was one of those that, that got you in that start. Mm -hmm. But what was it for you that finally made you decide, you know what? This isn't just something I wanted to try out. This is it. We're going down the road of 
becoming a wrestler. So um, I've also had a lot of like, a, I would say like a unique history when it comes to wrestling, because I've been up and down, in and out. Um, I first, with entertainment in general, really got into music. That was like a huge thing. I created my own entrance music. I really into a lot of different aspects of it. But that was something I did for a while. And I'm not going to lie, just one day, like, boom, passion was just gone. Try to write, couldn't do it, went back to wrestling. Um, but let me, I'll fast forward a bit. From the Extreme Cheapskates episode till now, I had kids recently. And I think that really gives you a new perspective on life. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I want them to look at me like, nah, dad is the man. You know, he was able to do this. And um, I really thought that when I had kids, I would stop wrestling. Like, I, that was going to be it. I was like, you know, I'm going to hang up the boots. I'm going to maybe look at other avenues. Maybe I'll start doing commentary. Maybe I'll start managing. And I have dipped my toes into some of those things, as you know, I'm sure we'll discuss. But ultimately, there's just something about wrestling. Like, I feel like for some people, it's like, no, I, I could do other things. But at the end of the day, I got to get in the ring. It's got to get physical. And um, right now, I would say I'm on a nice wave of momentum that I don't really look to stop anytime soon. So expect to see a lot of me. No, that's great to hear. Especially again, we'll be seeing you more at wrestling is now, but speaking of that again, for, for you, what was it that just made that, that choice of, you know what passion's back? Let's get back into this. Cause I can imagine you rode that way for a while. The episode that again, everyone's, everyone's seen it. Everyone saw that, <laughs> that the picture's there. Yeah, yeah. Just getting to see you there with, again. Legends right there. You think of, the business you think of Kurt Angle, Chris Saban, Nick Aldis, it's it's there. It's there. It's um, <laughs> you know, so when the first when the episode first happened, right? Yeah, I never looked at it like people are like, Oh, that's your gimmick, that's your gimmick. It wasn't, you know, straight up the gimmick yeah. that I was working at the time was the number one attraction, Matt Saxon. That was the name I went by. Gotcha. Uh, this very arrogant, very proud. Um, sorry, hey, what's character. going on? Skills, skills are yeah. great in the I building. I was just gonna say, skills, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> hey, shout out to Courtney as well in the chat. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and uh, yeah, so I never really looked at it as a gimmick, I was just a wrestler who was also cheap as gotcha. a person, you know. And I had a good friend at the time, my tag team partner, Tristan Law, and he was a few years older than me. And he goes, Matt, embrace it, just own it. And I didn't, I did not. No part of me wanted to be the cheap wrestler. Like, I, like yes, maybe that's who I was, but I didn't want to be like known as that. You know, I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to wear it as a badge of honor. That's where I made my first mistake. <laughs> that's called being prideful, <laughs> and I should have. I should have embraced it. What ended up happening is some years passed, and it started getting reactions from these you know, really famous YouTubers that I'll be honest, I didn't even know. People look at me now, they're like, wow, you know, you do all this content creation, but it's only been the last few years where I've really, really, you know, decided to put out a lot of stuff, but it started basically making waves again. It was huge in like South America. They had the episode come out. A bunch of people watched the episode and I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to embrace this. We're, we're going to give this another shot. Let's give it another go. You know, it, it's years later, but who cares? Like to a lot of people, it's fresh. They've never seen the episode. So it's like, oh, wow. You know, they don't realize that it, it did happen a while ago, but it doesn't matter. I'm like, I'm going to get in the same shape that I was back then. I'm going to, you know, pedal to the middle. I'm going to, I have a different mindset now. You know, you get older, you get wiser, you kind of learn from your mistakes. So this time around, it, it's weird because it's like a cross between redemption but also not taking myself too seriously, which yeah, almost seems like opposites, you know? It, it, in a way, it's, again, it's making it your path now. It's one of those where, hey, that was the opportunity then, that was something then, and now it's making a whole new opportunity out of it, though. Absolutely. At least, again, you took you took some of the, the information there. You got better gear, though. The gear looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, yes. And that gear is recent, man. You know, I only got that a couple of years ago, and people are like, "Well, uh, you know, what what gear are you getting next?" I'm like, "Next." I'm it took this, this long to get this gear. Next twenty years of my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, old habits are still there. Old habits are still. Again, this is why you're still the cheapest wrestler, ladies and gentlemen. And it's it, it's insane to me because I, I will be real with you. I remember watching this episode years ago. Again, this mm -hmm. this episode's been out. To think we're having this conversation now is just it's insane. Yeah. So it's funny to see we're 
for things. And then again, watching that to think, oh wait, yeah, that's that's Theo Jarrell right there. And you see Ortiz in the background. It's like, again, small world, small yeah. world. But here we are. This is why we're here, and this is why again, it's New York wins. We're back. Wrestling mm-hmm. is now. So let's get into that. Let's talk a little bit about that relationship with you and Unc Deshaun Pratt and Boom and Valentina. Let's talk about your relationship with CMD. How did that come about? Absolutely. So uh, my relationship with CMD, uh, some people know I have this, you know, I don't even like to call it a stable. It's almost like an agency. You know, for example, let's say we'll take actors. You have Brad Pitt, you have Will Smith, you have Denzel Washington. They could all be part of the same agency. They might all have the same agent. You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. So I have people that maybe I have some contracts with, maybe some open contracts with that are part of the collection that some are more public about it and some are more private about it. Now with CMD, this was at the time, like we just talked about a little while ago, where I was really balancing a bunch of different hats. I'm like, maybe I should manage. Maybe I could try commentating. I could do a bunch of things. Managing was huge, but I had to put my own spin on it. You know, I, I don't really see me as a valet so much. And that's where Valentina comes in. I have somebody that could always be ringside. I can't always be there. I can't always be there. I just have way too much on my plate. And that kind of brings me to December 2nd. I'm sorry to say, but I actually will not be at New York wins. However, however, I have so much faith in CMD that they will walk away with those tag titles just like they did at the last event. I'm gonna leave it in their hands. Like I, I don't, I don't need to be, I don't need to babysit these guys. You know, these are two ruthless, aggressive son of a guns. I don't know what I can say here, but you're, you're able to say whatever you want. That's whatever all good. I want. <laughs> son of a bitches. You know, they're crazy. Those, <laughs> they hey, are crazy, and that's why, why they're CMD. So. They're CMD, and like slime balls. Oh my gosh, they're awesome and they're doing their thing they just showed up on nwa people are so happy for them they're awesome uh miracle generation fantastic tag team well traveled i mean they're just gonna keep moving up the ladder right and then we don't even get me started on the back seats man again guys who are well seasoned and johnny cashmere in their corner they're a threat they're all a threat all of those teams are fantastic teams they're just not cmd they're just not CMD. And, and at the end of the day, that's what everybody's going to find out. Like, they're going to go in there. They're not going to hold back. You know, guys like the slime balls, they might not, they might pull a punch where Deshaun, he's not going to pull a punch. Boom's not going to pull a punch. You know what I mean? Those, no. The, I don't need to babysit them. That And that's all it is. They'll, they're going to win. They're going to bring home the tag titles. They're going to bring home the big check. And we're all going to have a good time. Got you. There you go. Definitely. And again, this is why you guys have to be there. Ticket link in the description down below. Be there for New York wins. And again, I must do this because why not? Shout out to the Knuckleheads for the sponsorship. Thank you guys for sponsoring me as I will be behind the commentary booth on Saturday calling all the action, including that tag team scramble match right there. But now let's let's keep it going here. You mentioned the collection, so that means there are some talent you are keeping your eyes on. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's can, some... That, How, how's uh, that been for that, that process of finding sure. talent? So this all started maybe about a year ago where I was really just planting the seeds. I'm like, you know, I can talk. I know I can talk. I know that's one of, I have the gift of gab. It's something that I guess God just bestowed upon me and said, hey, Matt, you're going to be able to speak well. People are going to listen when you open your mouth. So I said, how do I use this gift? If I decide to take a step back and not pursue in-ring competition where can I shine in the world of professional wrestling? I said, all right, speaking. Maybe I can represent people. Maybe people need representation. Maybe they need to break through and create a new opportunity. Maybe they are just having, you know, there's just something missing in their game and they just need that little extra something to get to that next level. Maybe they just need a swift kick in the ass. I could be that person for a lot of people. For a lot of people. And in my head, I'm like, okay. And if they're winning, then I'm winning. If, if if I'm putting them out there for these opportunities, if they're signing under me and they're winning, then I'm winning. And that's really all that matters, right? I'm like, okay, their success is my success. And they better be successful. That, that, that's all that really matters. Now, the reason why it's a little different than a stable is because stable is very public, right? People know who's in the Bullet Club. People know who was in the NWO, you know? This, it's a mix. I have some people that 
I work freelance with, which I'll openly say is like CMD. CMD aren't with the collection yet, but if we find that this business relationship is working out, I'm sure we'll put pen to paper, you know? And then, um, yeah, I have a few other people. Trey Felipe is openly in the collection. He's uh, made his debut at Win Before. Who else? I mean, uh, you know what? Again, I can, I can imagine. There's yeah, some names you can't, can't really say too much. So, you know. I, I, I will it. say I've seen a few or at least some associates that have been on the show. So, again, I guess the uh, the collection's making the right waves and are respecting the craft, if you will. Yes. So we'll, we'll just say that. We'll say that. I like it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, let's let's keep it going here. Because I also do want to talk about your content creation. Because I have seen a lot of your videos. And again, it's, it shows that you are, you're studying the algorithm. You're seeing what works. You're showing people. And you're giving out free advice here. Which again, it's like, wait, this guy, I feel like you should be, maybe uh, maybe the, the Patreon needs to come eventually. Because it's like, you're, you're giving away just the, the little gems here and there for everyone. <laughs> you know, um, and and I definitely don't mind elaborating on that. As, as I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, you know, yeah. and don't get me wrong. That doesn't take anything away from me as far as um, ability wise. Like, I'm not saying that like almost, oh, you know, put me on the shelf. No, if right now I'm on fire, I'm on fire right now. And then, gotcha. and then don't plan on stopping. However, getting older and kind of being around the business young, sometimes you, you just think about yourself, you know, you're yeah. just like, Hey, I don't need that person winning because if they're winning, then I'm not winning. You know what I mean? And you're just like, hey, I'm going to stay in my own lane, do my own thing. With age, man, there's there's things that I see that I'm like, man, you know, this person could be making more money if they did that. Or, ah, uh, you know, if they just tweak this, that would be fantastic. If they, So I don't mind sharing these gems. And I also think I look at wrestling a lot different than other people, which sometimes gets me some heat and sometimes gets me a lot of respect. So it really just depends on the person and how they feel about it. But um, yeah, I'm just at a point now where I'm like, if I can help somebody, why? Like, how does that hurt me? It doesn't. If anything, it's actually given me a better reputation with uh, workers and anybody in the business. You know, people have been like, thanks for saying that. You know, like, why did you take time to write all of that out? I'm like, because it's not common knowledge. Some people think it is and it's not. You know, like I studied business and marketing. A lot of people don't know that. Um and there's certain things that I'm like, wow, if this person just tweaked that, that could be amazing. They could have a whole uh, series of content creation. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of where my head is at. Like, I want to help people. I, I genuinely do. So it's just me. I guess I'm getting nicer as I get older. <laughs> well, understood. And again, what it is, I guess it's coming from that that experience. It's coming from you've gone to see maybe some advice that you would have wanted in your younger years as well. Something that would have helped out. Definitely. And when it comes to the content creation too, you know, and then I'm going to drop a gem right here because I think it's really important. Um, you know, right now, short form videos are still the wave. You know, people aren't looking to watch a 15 minute video for the most part. Um, ver vertical videos on your TikToks and your YouTube shorts and your Instagram reels, uh, Facebook reels, always use those. And the biggest piece though, is people need to ask themselves, why would the audience want to watch this why would they continue to watch it as the video goes along why will they tune into the next video i think as a wrestler or you know not even just as a wrestler anybody within the business whether you're doing commentary whether you do um i don't know or you're a ring announcer you know there's so many ring announcers that are like i want to make content too just how do i relate it oh man there's so many things you could do i feel like there's a thousand things you could do you look at, let's say, um, what's her name? Samantha Irwin in WWE. She literally just has like her phone here, you know, and she just does her thing. Yeah, showing her process. It. And it, it, it gets That's it. Worse. You know, like people always want to see a close-up view of it in action. You know, those things that they don't get to witness and be part of. So there's an opportunity right there. You could literally record, you know, a few entrances a night and you have content. Maybe, maybe write something interesting about it like, Oh, this person's hometown is ridiculous. You know, something where someone was going to be like, well, now I want to know what the hometown is. You know, let's, but it takes a certain way of thinking, you know, like, you know, I'm thinking uh, Shane Fair is the first person that pops in my head uh, with the ring announcer. If he's doing it and he's like, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the following contest and the text is this person's hometown is ridiculous. People will watch more of that video so they can find out what ridiculous hometown this person's from. But 
it takes a way of thinking and and it's a skill you know people talk about skills in wrestling i've seen recently i've seen a lot of posts about um people saying something along the lines of like oh it's not about talent it's about popularity you've probably seen that i've seen that a bunch yeah i'm starting it's, it's been a that's been a conversation for the last i want to say a few weeks people have been yeah talking about yeah that. and um you know I, I won't dive too much into it yeah but I also think people sometimes confuse talent with just in-ring ability. But there's so much more than that. You know, like, yes, maybe that person who markets himself amazingly and he's okay in the ring, maybe he did get a shot over you because he recorded promos and posted the link over and over. And they said, last time we had you on a show, you had a great match, but you never post about it. You never talk about it. You never do anything to market the promotion. So you are not as valuable. That's going to be another gem. I actually, Bryce Remsburg, um, referee from AEW, yep. said at a seminar, he's like, make yourself valuable. That doesn't mean just be a good wrestler. And that's important. Be well-trained, you know, be as great as you can be in the ring. But that's just one piece. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. That's like one piece out of five, you know? Yeah. So I don't even remember what the question was, man. I'm just ready. <laughs> no, it's all good. We're talking, no, we're talking content creation. And this is true yes. when it comes to the, to the game of that. And even just the game of wrestling as well. Because there's a yeah. lot of a lot of things people forget when it comes to, again, making that presentation there. Make it so people do want to see. Because there's a lot of times where you start watching promos and it's like, okay, yeah. And mm. I, I, yeah, it's like, I think I'm done. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't learn where the I, I knew where the match is gonna happen. That's about it. I don't know right. why you two are fighting though. And stuff like something. that. Get something where it's it the retention is there, especially nowadays where, like you said, shorter videos are what's needed. Mm-hmm. So if the retention's already being lost, it, it kind of hurts. It hurts oh. the, the person doing it. Absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Yeah. But definitely. So no, and again, like I said, I've been seeing a lot of your content. I'm like, this this works. This it makes sense. It's those little things that it's like, it starts to catch your eye. Like, okay, now I want to watch the next one and the next one. And it's like, yeah. it just and, I, and I can go on and on about content creation. Yeah. I just don't want to, I just don't want to eat up all the time talking. About <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. Definitely. <laughs> it, it works out. It works out. It's all good, brother. But while we're here as well, let's start talking about another match you're going to be having very soon as you're defending mm. so, some gold there. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's absolutely. Talk about that and talk about, what exactly is the uh, the billion dollar championship here mm-hmm. as you're going to be facing JT Metal on December 2nd? Yep, yep. So that is the, half of the reason why I won't be at win because yep. I was kind of forced to defend my championship. <laughs> I was like, listen, I don't really want to. and But apparently as a champion, you know, you know there's certain things you yeah, got. There's certain clauses in there. They, they, they kind of don't tell you. Uh, you're like you got to defend it come on man like (laughs) (laughs) but so uh yeah the billion dollar championship there was a series of events it was like a almost like a trilogy it was called the thrillology a series of matches within american coliseum wrestling and i said from the get-go i told the owners i said i'm going to win all three of these matches i bet i'll be the only one to do it and after i do I expect to be either compensated or gifted something, something along those lines. And they, they basically gave me the sure, 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 sure. I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I won all three of my matches. They had nothing for me. They had nothing for me. So I did them a favor and I gave them the gift to give me the billion dollar championship, which you could probably see right in the background over here, maybe ish kind of, you know what? We'll do one of these so that way everyone yeah can there we see go. the billion Look dollar that. championship. Look at and that. now this, you know, obviously it's a nod to Ted DiBiase and the million okay. dollar championship, but um that's old news, you know, like a million dollars these days. You're not you're not um you know super rich if you have one million dollars. Yeah, you're not, you know. You I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love to have a million dollars. I was going to say, but yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's still a nice number. Though. Right. It's just <laughs> not considered being like, wow, you know, you're rich, which is crazy, but it's just not. But a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A billion dollars. <laughs> and not to mention at the time, it was our um, Halloween event. So I was dressed as Dr. Evil. So the fact that it was $1 billion just, you know, it really made well, sense. It definitely, <laughs> it all clicked and it started to add up. Absolutely. Which again, it's like. To think again, the extreme cheapskate there, the cheapskate, the cheapest wrestler in the world, 
you have a billion dollar bill in your hands, that's it. You're you're never losing it. No, that's How the richest prize, you? man. <laughs> you know, like I'm never losing it. And that's the thing too. I okay, we talked about value before. Yeah. My plan for this, which is funny because it's it was kind of announced at the same time as the invitational championship over at Win. The deal with this is I don't care where I defend this. They don't want me to defend it at American Coliseum Wrestling. Uh, only one general manager who has it out for me does. But in general, they don't, they don't recognize the title. Only this one. I know I know. I could say whatever yeah, I want. You're allowed, I don't want to lose my head. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so he pisses me off. I'm going to go take care of JT Metal. That's not going to be a problem. But in general, if you're watching this, you want a shot at the title? You let me know. Step up, get shut down. It is not a problem. I can come to your promotion. You can come to mine and get that whooping. Whatever you want. But for me, every opponent that I defeat, every promotion that I defended in, every state that I show off that championship only increases its value. And that is what I plan to do. Make that the most valuable championship in wrestling. Gotcha. No, definitely a good plan right there, especially taking it around, making again, just proving your statement right there. Well then, maybe uh those GMs at ACW will start looking at it like, you know what? This this guy was kind of right. We don't we don't like his his idea, but he's not wrong. I guess it, it kind of usually works not. <laughs> usually not. Oh then from that then the week after though. I believe you're challenging for the gold, if I'm not mistaken here. Oh, you are not mistaken. Okay, as it will be you versus Vinny Chenzo there at SSW there, that championship on the line. Vinny, he was able to keep it. He got his way. He's, he's here now. And I guess by the show name right there is by any action deemed necessary. So I can imagine that gives you some some play there, to so do whatever it takes to, to be valuable, to have some more value there at SSW. You know... I feel <clears throat> this match in particular, it means a lot to me for a few reasons. Sometimes I feel I don't get the respect I deserve. Not even sometimes, oftentimes. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be people watching this that go, eh, I don't respect that guy. You know, they, they look at the Extreme Cheapskates episode. They look at the, the boots I wore at the time. They look at my history. They look at me going in and out of wrestling into different areas of entertainment. And they just think, you know, he's an entertainer. Yeah, he's a joke. Yeah, he's a good laugh. I'm a lot more than that. I'm a lot more than that. And I think Vinny is going to be surprised at the fight that I bring to him. Maybe he won't be surprised. But like he said, by any action deemed necessary, I can't, I can't help but feel like, it really will be like I'm. I'm gonna have to do whatever it takes, and I think Vinny's gonna just be all fun and games. Show up with his little creature, his little Muppet at his side, and think that he's just gonna skate away with the victory because the fans are excited. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what the fans think, what they want. Like this is where my value could be increased tenfold. This this makes me extremely valuable if I can walk away with that championship. And Vinny, I think, is taking it for granted. Not to mention, let's rewind for a second. A lot of times, I'm humble. You might, It might not seem like it, but this is me being humble. I'm going to not be humble for a second. I'm a freaking TV star. Yes, I man, we, went we, we, viral. We, not many people have done that. Most, most wrestlers, not even close. Most wrestlers won't ever do that. I've done it multiple times. Sure star wrestling. Sure star wrestling. Not sure scrub wrestling. You know what? You want a guy who, who trended worldwide, went viral over Eminem when he dropped his new music video? This guy. Vinicenzo will be lucky if he finds Eminem's under his couch. Like, come on, man. You guys want a star? Or you want some ugly creature, dirty, hairy? Uh, you know, he really looks just like that Muppet, actually. Now that I think about it. Let's, let's go back to the to the to, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who I'm working. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, man! Like also, I, I saw the the Muppet commented apparently under your post. Yeah, I don't know who controls the social media account for them. Maybe they, I guess they do it in tandem. I don't know. I I'm well, not then. sure. I'm not but again. Sure. December night, be there as well. See again the cheapest wrestler in action both nights. Again, be there December second as he's going to be defending. 
his billion dollar championship. And then mm-hmm. looking to add some SSW gold against Vinicenzo on December 9th. Yeah. So again, the plate is full there. You're starting to be making your ways. We are talking about confirmed matches. Like you said, your, your guy CMD will be defending their titles yeah. next Saturday as well. But now let's talk about this on the plate of the cheapest wrestler. Again, you want to add value. So are some names out there that you like to, Scroll off against to add some more value to the name Matt Rivera here. So there's a lot of people, you know, where it's kind of like a passion project. Like yeah. I just worked against Brother Greatness recently, who is someone I have a lot of respect for. Um, I think he's super talented both in the ring and on the microphone, which that's that's a big threat these days. If he could do both, just those two things, that's, you know, you're, you're on the right track. Yeah. So Brother Greatness, I was really excited to to uh, work against some people that I think would really up the value though. Like, like, like I'm trying to think of that question specifically, not just, not just like, Ooh, who am I excited to wrestle, but up the value. I would have to first say maybe Darius Carter. You know, I think the cheapest wrestler in the world going against Darius Carter in some ways is like night and day, you know, but I think the thing that, two things that Darius and I have in common. A, we have been around for a little while. You know, like people know that Darius is seasoned, but he's been doing this for a long time. It's not just a little seasoning. He is a veteran of the game. And I think he and I kind of share a similar attitude where we feel we're a big fish in a small pond. We feel we deserve more. And we, you know, it's more than a feeling. It's just a fact. And I do think he deserves more, but does he deserve more than I? but I think he would definitely be a good tally. Another person, Jay Bougie. I think Jay Bougie would definitely be someone I would like to take out. But you know you know who I would really like to take out? I think it would, I think it would definitely give me some clout, but also give me personal satisfaction. Joel Maximo. Not the deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really all of the SAT, all three of them. Oh, and especially skills. Like oh, not skills. Oh, he, oh. he jumped on my head a few events ago. And you know, I, I was there. I, com- I commentated that. It was a good spot. It was it was cool to see. Yeah. My apologies again. I know we're 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 cool mm. here, but it, the crowd was into it. They loved it. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> the, the, the crowd will convince you to do some stupid stuff. You think the crowd really cares? You know, like crowd the crowd chanted for him to get up there. He could have got hurt. Like he's not a wrestler. Is this crowd's literally convincing a grown man who's never done this before to jump in midair and land on another person? The crowd doesn't know. They're stupid. They're stupid. Well then, nah. Mm. There you go. So I guess uh so so could we see that down the line? Because again, CMD, it runs deep. It has Lindsay Dorado there. But you are you are still an active competitor. Could we see that down the line? When when Theo Joel is back and cleared, could we see CMD versus the SAT one more time, but this time with the cheapskate himself, Matt Rivera. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can absolutely see that for sure. You know, we'll see, we'll see how Joel heals up, you know, and um, if the timing's right, we'll make it happen. I'm sure. Gotcha. There you go. Those are some names right there, but I can imagine, and I can imagine this has been thrown out to you a bunch of times, but I, I think it has to happen at least once, okay. especially now that you're more seasoned, it's been some time. You versus Chris Saban, I think needs to happen. Me versus Chris Saban. You know, he was just recently at Remarkable Wrestling in Long Island, and I and I almost stopped by there. I almost stopped by there just to you know have a chat, catch up. I do think me versus Chris Saban, it would almost be like a rematch. You know, again now now there's a lot more. You know a lot more in the game. You've been around. You've gone to to learn from mistakes. Past again, new gear. <laughs> and all of that as well. So now it's one of those where now Chris Saban can see what you really can do outside yeah. of just a little bit of in ring on the on the episode there. Yeah, and I think that story tells itself. And you know, to to put down a former TNA Impact champion, that will definitely increase my value. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Who knows what what could happen there? And then again, like we said, the pairings that could happen. Maybe you need to bring in a collection member. Maybe you guys versus the guns. You never know what can happen. Guns, that's even more value right there. That's that's taking that's away cool. one of the best tag teams to ever do it. So and, and you know 
watching uh, the guns do their thing, just speaking on them. I watched AEW uh, during the pandemic. You know, like I really watched everything from dark, dark elevation, every every piece of uh, television they put out, basically. And and I remember when Colton wasn't even wrestling yet. You know, it was like just Austin Gunn and his dad. And then Colton started kind of getting in the mix. And man, you talk about growth and evolution. Look at the guns. You want to talk about uh, really tapping into a character? They like they're they are all, all full presentation. You know, they kind of have that ridiculous look that Billy Gunn had himself back in the day, or maybe just two random braids in the front of his head and, and kind of just look like a jackass, but it stands out. They're on TV every week. These things matter. It's all, it's all that. It's the, the key details that then it just blossoms into something else. Mm-hmm. Like they said, look at that. And again, this is where we're at now from those small days, those little things that now bring you the cheapest wrestler we know today. Oh yeah. So it's just oh, yeah. it's 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 getting into that toning into just like you know what this works. Let's now make something out of it. Mm-hmm. Let's truly make that that change in it. So make that change. That's right. We always got to make that change, man. So <laughs> speaking on that though, for you though, how mm-hmm. what was that process to finally get to who is Matt Rivera? Mm-hmm. What was okay. that process for you to finally decide? There's this. There's this. But we need something that's going to truly have value. That's going to resonate. With, I know you don't care about the fans now, but what's going to resonate when you're out there? Yeah. Um, so I'm an Attitude Era head. You know, like okay. I grew up in the Attitude Era. That was my thing, rock and stone cold. Um, a lot of people compare, you know, L.A. Knight to them. And I think, you know, I was reading an interview with him recently, and he said something that I'm, I fully stand behind. Babyface, heel, good guy, bad guy, doesn't matter. He's the same person. Just one is like against the people, like one's going to do things that are going to make people upset at you. And the other one's going to do things that make people cheer you. But personality wise, it's all the same. So the number one attraction, my initial character was brash, arrogant, you know, super loud, um, so, so obnoxious, basically. And I love that. I understand that. I get that. I am that. When I decided I was going to embrace the cheap wrestler, I asked myself, who is the cheap wrestler? Who is that? I'm like, and I just was like, stop. I, he is me. He is me. I am the same exact person. The only difference is now I'm going to embrace this in front of the camera. You guys will find out about my cheapness. I will use money puns. I will, uh, you know, just fully embrace this. I will decorate myself with money themed graphics, you know? So I basically just took the same personality. Like that is me and just made it based on wanting to get more money and wanting to save money and being cheap. And you know what? Like I said in a promo recently, and it's true. Being cheap takes a certain amount of discipline. It takes being focused. You know how many people just go out and spend a bunch of money, end up in debt. And they're like, I don't know what happened. Well, you weren't smart. You weren't disciplined. You weren't focused. And maybe, you know, someone like me is all those things. Gotcha. Definitely understood there. And again, it that's a, that's a way to think about it. It does take a lot of discipline to be able to do the things you were doing. Again, if you guys haven't, which you have to be living under a rock if you haven't watched the episode, to see, to get that tan off T-Bag. <laughs> like, so- I, it's, it's, it's insane to see those little tricks. I get asked about that a lot, yeah. honestly, the tea bag tan. People are like, oh, does it really work? Now, here's what I will say. You will not get a full tan from a tea bag tan. You won't get a full tan. It won't be like, oh, I'm pale, and then you do it, and it's like, oh, look at me, I'm brown. No. Uh, you'll get a nice glow. So if yeah. you're already like olive, it'll just help enhance yeah, yeah, your yeah. color. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there so. you go. Just, that's, that's a little bit of a, hey, I have to do TV magic, though. Just be like, yeah, yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, I mean, it does. It's just, uh, you know, people are like, oh, can I just do that three times and I'll be, you know, no, 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 not exactly. <laughs> uh, try it out. Let's see. And it's like, no, it's not, not going to work. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just, but no, and I can imagine that's something that I, I can imagine is always being asked. Questions about that episode. Mm-hmm. Questions about the things you did. And did you really do it? Right, right, like, right. I can um, imagine. It's always I was just at a, I was just grocery shopping the other day. 
with my kids and my wife and um somebody approached me and <laughs> and for my wife she is like she doesn't watch wrestling she is not like a super social butterfly so for her it's so awkward when anyone she's like i'll never get used to that people just walking up to you and be like are you matt rivera or are you that cheap wrestler you know because that's usually what it gets are you the cheap wrestler or are you matt rivera or or sometimes i get the awkward um person that comes up to me and just goes i know you and i'm like <laughs> i'm like because i'm not gonna be like oh did you see me i'm the cheap wrestler like you know what i mean so i'm kind of yeah, waiting yeah. for them to tell me where they know me from it's like do you, from where exactly but also that it works because like you said you have so many different avenues so it's like from like and that's true too because yeah. I, I i've also had people approach me um based on just content creation you know like they're like oh i've seen your you wrestling questions which funny story about wrestling questions that came about when i had children because i had such limited time i was like man you know i, I really want to be doing something wrestling related and maybe i'll really enjoy the content creation so what do i do so i started making these like complex videos and they were great but i didn't have the time to do it anymore so I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just ask a question. Just ask a wrestling question. And I didn't realize how successful that would be. You know, me just saying, yeah. hey, what's your favorite submission finisher of all time? And it like blows up and a bunch of people answer. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I That wasn't something that, um, you know, I, I planned or I'm like, oh, yeah. this is going to be successful. But now it, you know, it, it does get a little bit of attention for me. And I think it's yeah. cool. I love doing it. So, uh, yeah. No, it, it works out. And it's one of those where I think how the market is, videos like that, it grabs quick. Like, and, I, and I've said this, and I've said it's to me, it's one of those where it's like, I hate that this is what we have to do, but it's also maybe a little easier to do. Because I love doing this. I love doing the, the long conversations, being mm -hmm. here. But also when it comes to the smaller content, it's like, well, that's it. Like, okay, creative this and boom, that's it. We're, yep. we're there. Yep. And people love it. People watch it. And it just blows. And it's like, Ah, to think this is what the market wants though. Oh, we have yeah. to keep it going. But here we go. Shout out to my to my friends at the Knuckleheads, the fam there. Yo, yo. What's going on, y'all? And I'll just plug it again, because why not? Thank you guys again for the sponsor for the commentary for next week at New York Wins. Gotta gotta keep plugging that there. But so I do have to ask this, because again, we talked about you, you went away from a bit, coming back into it. Was there ever an option of, you know what? Maybe this wasn't it. Like you do the, you do the episode of TLC. You get that opportunity. The reaction from that was there ever a, well, I had that moment. Maybe this just didn't work out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, shortly after the episode, that's how I felt. I think I went like hard for six, like probably like a, another year. You know, I went hard for another year, and I just burnt myself out. You know. I think, and this happens to everyone, sometimes you get a big opportunity and you think this opportunity is either it or it's going to lead to it. And it didn't happen that way, you know? And a younger me, that was real discouraging, you know? Especially because afterwards I was like, I'm gonna just take as many shows as I can. I'm gonna travel to everywhere I can. I'm gonna get my name out there as much as I can. And I literally burnt myself out to the point where I said, you know, maybe, this isn't for me, you know, let me pack it up. And you know, the fact that I even just got that opportunity, maybe, maybe that was it. Like maybe that is the peak. And I stopped wrestling for almost seven years at that point, which is a long time to step away from the ring. And, um, I pursued acting at that time. I did more music and, you know, I don't regret those things, but something I have accepted, and this is good advice for a lot of people. If you're into a lot of different things, except early that you may end up never being a master at anything. You know, there's that, that saying, uh, Jack of all trades versus uh, master of uh, no Jack of all trades, master of none. I consider myself that like, will I ever get to, you know, be the WWE champion? Probably not. <laughs> it's, and that's, but I laugh, but I only laugh because listen, if you're somebody who's going to bank on being the WWE champion, you better be working you better not have taken seven years off you better not be like oh i'm gonna also put just as much effort into other things no no if you want to be the wwe champion you know 
Like, you know, if you're going to have those high expectations, you better be putting in that work. Yeah. And I can say for a lot of my time, I didn't yet. I, I absolutely left wrestling. There's times even today where I'm like, hey, I don't, I don't know when, when it's going to be it. I don't know when it's going to wrap up. I don't have my biggest, um, my biggest, I don't even know the word, asset right now. My biggest asset. And I almost think it's what makes me so dangerous and so motivated right now is I don't have a goal. Like I don't have one set goal. My goal is to keep moving forward, to keep moving up. But there's no like, hey, here's this, and then I'm going to hit this, and then I really want to do this. Here's my list of 10 things that I – no. My list is just to keep moving up. When I look at 2023, at the end of 2024, I better be like, that year was all right, but this year was crazy, you know? And and that's really it. And as long as that's my only goal, I'm going to keep moving up. You know what I mean? No, gotcha. Definitely. That's, that's perfect, and it's a great way to look at it, especially when, again – we we never know. Time works in its way. Mm-hmm. It's one of those where it's never nothing's guaranteed, unfortunately. Nope. So it's, it's great to look at it that way. And again, to be able to see, you know what? This was cool, but now let's keep it going. Let's yep. move on with this. Cause we never know. Like I said, right now your your schedule is a little busy. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine you you're already posting, hey, dates for 2024. And it's like, oh, damn, we haven't started the year yet. And it's already the months are already in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I you know, I have bookings all the way to the end of April, but uh, you know. Anybody who's watching this, I'm looking to wrestle as much as I can, you know, so get in my DMs, you know, uh, email me, cheapwrestlerbookings at Gmail. I'm definitely ready to work. There you go. Just to make sure as well, if you're not already, make sure you're following this guy on all of his social media right there. Follow him on Instagram, Cheap Wrestler. Follow him on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at Cheap Wrestler right there. Links will also be in the description down below. So that way you don't miss anything, the Cheap Wrestler. But before we start wrapping this up, I do have one question I do want to ask because you kind of you answered my final question. I usually mm-hmm. ask about the end goal, but I do want to ask mm-hmm. one more thing before we do wrap this up, and that is when it comes to this because I can imagine the questions that have come out of this have been so many. But I do have one thing: when it comes to now the combat, when it comes to getting back into it, was the mindset ever the being taken seriously because of this? Because I can imagine the backlash again as much as. For the fan base, it's one of those where they love it because it's like, oh, man, I saw him on this. This is cool. He's doing this. He's still wrestling. But I can imagine maybe, depending on some of the boys being like, look at that. He was at Imp- he was at TNA. Impact- he was at Impact. And this is what he does? Mm-hmm. So how was that for you dealing with that mentality? And then was that ever a thought of like, am I going to get backlash for trying to do this again? Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's a, that's a great question. Um it's a great question because wherever I go, as long as somebody's familiar with the episode, there's always a certain um, expectation. What that expectation is might vary person to person. You know, somebody who might say, um, I'm not familiar with his work, but, you know, he got to wrestle in front of Kurt Angle and at Impact. So he must be, you know, this, you yeah. know, he must be a superstar. Or there's somebody's like, no, nah, I remember him from back in the day, you know uh he wasn't that good so everybody has like their thoughts because yeah. of the episode or this guy's ridiculous because you know, you know who wears tape boots you know so <laughs> everyone's gonna have their opinion which can make it challenging you know like there's definitely that but there is the part of me that's like hey listen i'll be the first to admit that some of my biggest motivators in life has been revenge <laughs> that sounds terrible <laughs> But my point is, like, you know, it's like when somebody says, you can't do that. And then you're like, you want to bet? You know, like, it just, like, lights a fire under your butt. That's, I have that a lot with the episode. I also have that a lot because, and this is me being real candid. I don't talk about this all the time. People have their strengths. Let's say, uh, we'll take Ricochet. Extremely athletic. Wow. That guy can do things that... You know, I, I never even could like piece together in my brain. You know what I mean? My strength to me is obvious. It's speaking. You know, people are like, oh, your promos are so cool. You know, dude, the way you speak, it, that's my strength. My weakness is exactly what Ricochet's strength is. So I often get compared to people like Enzo Amore, The Miz. Where they're like, oh, wow, give them a mic and they're golden. But they're okay in the ring. They're right in the ring. And I'm not saying that that's a fact. 
you know, I, I'm definitely someone, I feel like you got to be a real big fanboy to be like, oh, they're not that good in the ring. I'm like, no, you're wrong, you know, but, <laughs> but what stands out about them is their characters, their speaking, and um, that's what stands out about me. So for me, that's my biggest thing. Like, I want people to be like, no, he also, he had a great match. He backed up everything he says. Somebody that I feel like is doing that right now is MJF. You know, like he's someone who could talk. And then when you watch him in the ring, you're like, oh, he could still do things that uh, the young bucks are doing too, you know? So that's super impressive. And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at now, where I want to do things that I've never done before. If, uh, something that I might've been like, hell no, I'm not doing that. Are you crazy? I might be like, you know what? Let's get nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and not just that. Like, uh, I want to I'd be the best wrestler, too. You know, like I, I'm not concerned with if I will convince someone in a promo of who I am. I'm not concerned with someone being like, oh, you know, he really can't talk well. But I want people to be like, no, when he gets in the ring, too, he's a problem. You know, I'm a problem for some reasons, but I want to be a problem wrestler. That's that's like something I'm really excited to do and prove people wrong. I'm not just a talker. I'm not just a talker. There you go. So I think that, that in a sense, it answers my question, though, because that could be an end goal right there of just making sure, end of the day as well, the in-ring work has been taken care of as well. Mm -hmm. so that's awesome. Which, again, guys, please, once again, let's make sure we're plugging this. Go follow this guy on all of his social media right there. Like I said, links will also be in the description down below. Make sure you're watching because, again, he shares those gems constantly. It's always there. Watch the content. Keep supporting him. And, Matt, again, thank you so much for joining us here. It's been a pleasure. And to everyone watching, don't forget, we are just kicking off. When we here, we still have so much more. Nikolai White tomorrow. Tuesday, we're joined by Johnny Cashmere. Wednesday, Adrian Santos. And then Thursday, we're capping it off with jocko there it's gonna be a busy week and it all ends with new york wins next saturday so you're gonna to want to be there and hopefully see what happens because some crazy things are gonna go down because like the sat say expect the unexpected right there so as always guys don't forget to be wise be genuine be real be better people respect the craft and we'll see you guys on the next one peace <laughs>